Welcome to Annunciation with Father David. Father David is the priest at Annunciation Greek Orthodox Church in Decatur, Illinois, where every week people are connected to the ancient wisdom of Orthodox Christianity. Here is Father David. Christ is in our midst. He is in our midst. Good morning. Good morning. As we have the last several weeks in our study of the Divine Liturgy, we have been looking at the Lord's Prayer, and I can't think of a better gospel reading besides the reading where Christ tells us to pray this way, to meditate upon the Lord's Prayer than the feeding of the 5,000. Because herein we see in action what the Lord is trying to get us to understand when we pray the Lord's Prayer. Because Christ is out in the middle of the wilderness, and because he is healing the sick, he has attracted a huge crowd. The Gospels tell us that there are 5,000 men, and then they don't really give us the true number of the people out there because there are also women and children. So we could guesstimate that upwards of 25, 30,000 people are gathered out here in the wilderness to listen to Christ preach and to see him heal the sick. And as the evening comes, the disciples, concerned about the safety and the feeding of these masses of people, ask Christ to dismiss them so that they can go to the various towns and villages and buy themselves something to eat. And Christ says, no, let them stay here. You feed them yourself. And of course, the disciples understand that that's that's just not possible. We have five loaves and two fish. How are we going to feed 30,000 people with five loaves and two fish? It's impossible. And thus, When we try to do things in our lives, by ourselves, on our own terms, we're not going to succeed. Thus, we are called to say, Thy will be done. So Christ gets involved and he says, Bring them to me. And he shows us a prefigurement of the divine liturgy. Taking the five loaves and the two fish, he looked up to heaven and blessed and broke and gave the loaves to the crowds. It's exactly what we have done here today. We have gathered together in small numbers, I will admit, (laughs) but nonetheless, we have gathered. We have offered and brought forth bread and wine. We have prayed over it. We have looked up to the heavens to ask God himself to bless them through the descent of the Holy Spirit. And then we have broken it and distributed it throughout those who were here. And then, of course, something marvelous happens, and that is that these five loaves and two fish are multiplied to the point that not only is this huge crowd of men, women, and children fed to satisfaction, but 12 entire baskets are left over. Give us this day our daily bread. God provides everything that we need. And not only does he provide what we need, but he provides it in abundance. Now, of course, if we're ignoring the first part of the prayer, thy will be done, and if we're trying to be the disciples and on our own feeding the 5,000 plus, 
and we're doing what we think we need, we will fail. We will fail not only in our own endeavors, but we will fail to see the ways in which God has provided what we need and that in abundance. Now, in a time like ours, when we live in a society that is growing increasingly hostile with itself, with each other, we are increasingly becoming more and more divided and divisive, it's difficult to see what we need. Because the temptation, of course, is to say, they, us, in all the various ways we have chosen to divide ourselves, whether it is politically, with Democrat and Republican, or if it is through various ethnicities and races, if it is between men and women, whatever kind of division you want to choose. Paul tells us today and asks the question, is Christ divided? Was Paul crucified for you? Or were you baptized in the name of Paul? Above all, above all things, even before that daily bread that we need for our basic sustenance. We need Jesus Christ because Jesus Christ conquers all things. In Christ, all of the divisions that we see tearing our country apart, all of the divisions that we see tearing the world apart are healed in Jesus Christ because he came as a human being. He took on our humanity. He didn't take on a particular ethnicity. He did not take on a particular political philosophy. He did not take on an economic system. He took on our very nature. And by uniting ourselves to him, our very nature, in all of its wonderful and glorious diversity is healed. And that healing and that forgiveness and that mercy has no end. It is impossible to consume Christ in his totality. There are 12 baskets left over. And in Christ, it is possible to wipe away all of those labels that we place upon ourselves. When I partake of Christ, I cease being a white male. When I partake of Christ, I stop being Welsh and German and all of the other various ethnicities that come from my mother's side of the family. When I partake of Christ, the fact that I have blue eyes and a red beard and have asthma all cease to be important. All things that I could use to separate myself from you because I have joined myself to Christ and you have joined yourself to Christ. And in that one moment, there is a radical equality amongst all of humanity that no philosophy, ethnicity, no political system, no economic system ever created by man can even come close to. Because in that moment, we share the eternal life and even the divine nature of Christ himself. Peter says that he came so that we might partake of his divine nature. What economic system, what political system, political party or ethnicity can offer us that? And so all of it, all of it washes away and becomes meaningless in this one beautiful moment 
where Christ himself gives us his body and his blood. And because we partake in this glorious moment, we are then forced to see humanity in all of its glorious diversity and love it in the same way that Christ loves all of humanity. He went to the cross in order to save all of us. And if we insist upon all of these labels that we use to separate ourselves, as Paul warns, Christ did not send me to baptize, but to preach the gospel, and not with eloquent wisdom, lest the cross of Christ be emptied of its power. Paul says, if this is because of me, if I'm trying to do this, if it's my will instead of the Father's will, Christ's cross has no power, has no meaning. We must look to each other in love and see all of that glorious diversity as expressions of the fact that each and every single one of us is a unique, unrepeatable human being that no other person in all of history can replace. And therefore, a label actually insults that unique and unrepeatable person. Because the equality that we try to impose on someone by calling them African-American, white, Republican, Democrat, male, female, whatever else you want to throw in there, actually denies that uniqueness, that unrepeatability, because the label becomes more important than the person. And we as Christians, because we approach the cup of Christ and we partake of Christ himself, are called to see the person and not the label. And in so doing, we get what we need in abundance because we can have a marvelous relationship with this plethora, this sea of unique and unrepeatable people. And each of those relationships can be marvelous, wonderful, and full of love despite all those differences. So let us remind our friends, our family, that they as unique and unrepeatable people are more important than the labels that we have placed upon ourselves. And remember Christ feeding the 5,000 that by seeing someone as a unique and unrepeatable person gives us what they need and gives us what we need in abundance beyond our imagination. That if we insist on labels, that we insist on continuing down this path which our country is hurtling down towards with all of its division and vitriol, we are ignoring the will of God and we will fail. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit, now and forever, and to the ages of ages.